film fans. We're here on a steamy Friday afternoon, and it's going to be even steamier this weekend. Have you ever lived through a 110 heat index, Carl Middleman? Um, yes, I guess I did. Jim Batts? Oh, certainly. Well, if I've uh, been here in St. Louis uh, over 25 years, I'm sure we've hit that uh, a few times during that uh, that quarter century. Yes. I you hear- don't remember the hot ones. You remember the cold ones. Yes, yes. Because you're having a shovel and you're just you know, mm. waiting for you know taxis that never come. So it's just miserable. We'll talk about the weather in just a second. And our welcome our guest, Jim Batts. Palm Springs, we'll revisit that at minute three. Then we'll talk about the DC Universe, Jim and I, around minute 11. And then, I'm sorry to tell you about Easy Does It around minute 13. And then Painted Bird at minute 25. Showbiz Kids at minute 33. Around minute 37, more passings in the entertainment world. Around minute 41, DVD releases. Around minute 45, Emmys, Oscars, what's next? Around minute 53... Muni Monday Magic and the Stray Dog Theater and the French Film Festival in St. Louis. And then around one hour, what's coming up next week? Well, I grew up in an unair conditioned home. Not until I was 17, I think that's when we got air conditioning. But I remember going to the movies when it was air cooled and you felt like it was you were in Alaska. And then you <laughs> would come out into the bright, blazing sun. Right. Well, I remember uh, when I was in, uh, right out of college going to, I believe it was the Broadway movie theater in uh, Chicago at Broadway and Belmont to see Bronco Billy with Clint Eastwood. And once you bought your ticket and got inside the theater, they ran a little film before the, the, the actual film started saying that the air conditioner was busted. That's like they <laughs> couldn't have posted that at the ticket counter? Of course not. Why would they? <laughs> yes, they yes. wanted your money first. They did. They did so. He's like, you're already there. What the heck? So. Well, we only have one movie that's new this week that I know. Oh, but Lynn, before we I start. two. We have two movies? What's the other one? Oh, uh, the Painted one? Bird. Painted Bird. I didn't see. I didn't see that one. Well, it's almost three hours, so I can't imagine you sitting there. That's an IFC special, isn't it, with yes. uh, Harvey Keitel and Udo Kur? Well, yes. Did you watch that, Jim? No, I did not. I didn't get the link to it. So. Well, I'll tell you all about it. Well, I want to say that I did watch Palm Springs finally. I watched that the other night, yes. Lynn said that I should see this movie. She didn't tell me how filthy it was. Well, it is. I called yeah. it edgy. <laughs> well, but yeah, there's some there's some stuff going on in it. But, right, uh, but no, no nudity, but a lot of filthy and a lot of sex mm-hmm. and a lot of innuendo. And I actually think it would have had a broader audience. It's the Hulu's number one film, I think, that they've ever released. Yeah. For initial, initial. And yeah. and um, I think it would have a broader audience if it wasn't as... Graphic. Graphic. Well, how do you think it would have done um, if it had gotten theaters to be released to? It would have been fine. Yeah, you think so? You think people would have been prepared? It would have been a hard R. Sure. For language, of course. Yeah. And the more word would have been out before its release about... You know, everything. The but, stuff. but you know what else? The, there is one thing that doesn't make sense, and that's the goat. The goat doesn't make sense because of the tag at the end doesn't, well, well yeah, without yeah, we, giving anything away. The goat, because time, tra- time travel is stupid anyway, because it's not. It does make your head hurt. Yeah. Right. And you have to just, uh, dis, uh, dis, uh, you have to suspend disbelief. Sure. But so Lynn, thank you, you for recommending it to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember you remember the film Frequency, 
Yeah, yeah. It's right. Like, yeah, if, if a buddy, a buddy of mine who you know has trouble with you know little glitches and plot right. things, it's like, oh, don't see that. Your head <laughs> you won't explode, appreciate it. You know, but, but it was very entertaining. And I Kristen Melody is great. Yeah, just think this is her real star-making turn. We would have thought that would have happened Black with Mirror. The, with with her in uh, How with I the Met TV your show. How I Met Your Mother. She was the well, we thought she, she was the mother. Well, she right? was the mother. She was right. She was. She was the mother. For a while, for a time. Yeah. Yeah, well, Spoiler yeah. alert. Well, it's been six <laughs> years for and, gosh sakes. Oh, no. And you have to, you know, get to the end. <laughs> Is, is she uh, she was a big uh, Broadway uh, yeah, star. Once. Oh, she's so good in one. She plays the. Uh, okay, that's uh, it. The uh, uh, from Croatia, Bosnia. I can't remember what country that Mariska is from, but it's uh, she's she's just a wonderful actress. She's been in several other things too. I hope so because you can tell she can really act because you know Andy Samberg. I thought I always like him, and he's good I, on Brooklyn Nine Nine. He's acting in that. Yeah, it's yeah. not just a buffoon. But mm-hmm. I never thought he was that good of an actor but i liked pop star and i so will did def- max and i will defend that movie to max the- loves never oh, stops yes. never it's stop great it. it's, it's so underrated i've never seen nope. it no well nobody went to the theaters to see it i wondered if it's uh it's getting a little bit of a a, a cult following via home well, video or streaming or i said on my air i gave hot dog a c because i couldn't tell if it was the best movie I've ever seen or the worst movie I've ever seen. And I know Hot Dog has a lot of fans, but a lot of people hate that movie. Hmm. Because, do you remember Hot Dog? No. I remember Hot Dog, yes. I do not. It's, it's he not, he I, was I trying to live up to his father's expectations yeah. to be an evil Knievel yeah. type writer. And Isla oh, Fisher right. is in it, right? Is that a call? Excuse me? I, or Isla, Isla Fisher? Probably. Yeah, but she she's the girlfriend in that. Yeah, and there's a he has a little tribute to recreation of uh, Kevin Bacon's uh, Footloose uh, scene in the forest in it. I think. Yeah, it's it's as I said on the air, it's either the best movie I've seen or the worst movie I've seen, and that's why I gave it a C because JC's like you got to pick one. I said C. <laughs> well, um, he, he plays a goof, and he plays a goof very well. And and here it actually works because he really acts in this movie. I read a review from the uh, an interview with the creators who said he has been reliving that day for forty years. Really? Yes. Really? So no Ooh. more than that. Well, I was going to say if it was four million years, that would count that, for the dinosaurs, I guess. No, the dinosaurs. I read. Uh, a review that says the dinosaurs must have got stuck in the time loop as well. Okay, that which makes I sense. didn't get until right when I read that, and I yeah. said, "What?" Because everyone always is freaking out about the dinosaurs. But if the dinosaurs got stuck in the same day, they're there also. But the goat doesn't make sense because why would the goat disappear and not be there the next day? If it if it did make it through, right? Solution, right? Give away exactly. And you told me Peter Gallagher knew that he was in the it was in it. Lynn. Was it was in the time no, loop? No, I didn't say that. Well, I I, t- I I took that away from our discussion, not knowing anything about the film. So, but there is another character that is in the loop, yes. and she doesn't want to leave. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the the, the male. No, 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 the no. no. The, well, the the male. Everyone knows about that, but there is a line. At at the, at one of the weddings, yes, that, yes, I that think I know uh, one about. one of the women, she is in the loop and a does not want. Woman. Yes, yeah, okay. Yes. Let's see if I, we're on the same page. Right. 
Oh, yeah. Now we're talking about uh, Christy Milani. I remember uh, an interview with her talking about uh, auditioning to be in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Right. She's the first wife. She is. She should. I said, she said, I just went in there and I went for it. And went in our scene together, I kissed Leo right on the mouth. I was mm-hmm. like, I'll never get another chance. I want to do it. She's good in that movie. Yeah, she is. She is. It doesn't, doesn't Certainly her character doesn't deserve well, the no. treatment. That's for no, sure. No, but then again, also, she's also not Margot Robbie. That's a lot of movie the first that got her noticed by a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had already done, I think, the TV series Pan Am, but that went nowhere. I don't know if anyone remembers that no, show. No, they don't. Yeah, that it, was when... It was uh, very, very the, limited. It was, a time, you know, it was a time where the broadcast networks were seeing the numbers that Mad Men was getting on AMC <laughs> and let's said, let's set some you know things in the retro or near past in the 60s and 70s. And that was one that didn't fly along with the Playboy Club and Swing Town. And right. They just, just didn't go. Well, Lynn, thank you again for... Uh, forcing forcing me to watch it. Wasn't J.K. Simmons a wonderful in this? He hasn't been he has, that good in a while. But you know what? He's barely in it. <laughs> but he's so yeah. good in it. And, 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 and the he's in space Because, you know, he does like 20 movies a year. And he also is in the Farmer's Insurance ad. So you see him all the time. But here he actually looks like he is having a blast playing the guy that he plays who is... I thought it was really well written. I can't get over that it's a first time director and a first time uh, <laughs> screenwriter. Screenwriter, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's so sharp and funny, and I like that Kristen Milotti has an edge to her. Yeah. Well, this is one of the few films I can you know say that uh, that premiered on you know uh, streaming streaming channel. You know, platforms that i think should deserved a, a theatrical release for certain you know? right yeah it would it would have done well I think so. and uh, i did interview one of the people in the movie tyler heckler oh superman because, yeah because he was in everybody wants some the right. great richard linklater movie about college baseball yes and he he's he's really a I nice. Sa- guy. I sat next to him at the movie premiere at Webster University. Well, you know, I hope we get a chance. To, I I guess they're not in production, but I hope we do get to see his Superman TV show. Uh, Canada just opened up for filming Christmas movies today, oh. so that means that the Arrowverse will come. And I, all right, so Jim, yes, sorry, Lynn. Before we get to the movies, yes. I last time Jim was here, we we were debating about DC and how I broke up with Batwoman and my wife. My, <laughs> My wife stayed with it through the whole year. Yes, yes. And she and, said, you didn't miss anything. Now, the question is, yeah. since, it, since it was corona shortened, yes. it's not finished. They didn't. Did they finish those episodes? Or, uh, or is she going to come was, back? There, there was a, a little bit of uh, some stuff not resolved, but yeah, the big big thing with that was Ruby Rose all of a sudden she's not saying coming that back. she was not coming back, and they have recast the no, Batwoman no, no, character, well, well, but she's supposedly but playing. She's going to be somebody else, and yeah. the disappearance of. Katie, Katie Kane, Kane yeah. is going to be drive season two. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, that just came hit, you know, came out of the blue. I, I mean, why wouldn't no... you want to finish the three episodes that I, I that know. finished the arc? Even though I hated the the storyline and I hated everything about, it. I'd already broken up with Supergirl. Well, that's one of those things that I'm reminded of Jerry Seinfeld. Is I don't you, I don't think you can break up with with Batgirl. No, you know, it's like right. he says she she likes her team. You can't make her quit her team. Exactly. <laughs> But I already had broken up with Supergirl, yeah, and yeah. then I broke up with Batwoman. I'm like, oh, am I just a sec? No, because I'm still watching the female-led uh, Legends of Tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. and you still got your foot toe in there. You, I, you never got on board with Black Lightning. I take. No, I never got on board with Black Lightning. I don't. It's not that I 
don't care. But it wasn't in the universe until now it is. Yeah. And I'm not going to go back two seasons and catch up. Well, you know, Stargirl is not in that universe. So Really? And yeah. I've... You, you gave it CW, a shot? No, CW is not streaming it. I only was recording the first five episodes. Now they're on episode 11. It's Next year it's going to be part of the yes. CW. But this year... It's on DC Universe first, so you can't go back and get the first four episodes that I don't have recorded. So, And I thought maybe, oh, maybe it's on HBO Max, because Doom Patrol is on HBO Max. No, it's only DC Universe. So I'm I'm not going to be watching Stargirl, even though what I've seen, I like. Yes, it's lots of fun. But my favorite of the Arrowverse is... Legends of Tomorrow, and so I'm still sticking with that, and I'm pre- begrudgingly going along to find out what happens at the end of the Flash, because hmm. their their season was shortened, and it should have been. It's gonna, you know, <laughs> and of course they're gonna do some recasting also. Oh yeah, because Hartley's gone. Yeah, yeah, elongated man is stretching his way out of there. It's gonna be stretching into another actor. But you, oh, you think they're gonna recast? I think they're just gonna I, let him go. Why wouldn't uh, he just run off with that woman? That. I, I it, think he it, could, it would make sense if he yeah. did that. Well, I think he could come back with her, but he could have a different face, and he could explain that uh, she prefers this face or something, you know, and, oh. that, uh, and that he had some, too many you know, people looking for the old face, you know, from when he was a sleazy PI. So oh, there you go. That's that's an interesting take on that. Yeah, yeah. Since he could do that, so all right. So Lynn. we're out of the Arrowverse, the DC verse. That's right. So Lynn, we're back. Let's talk Let's, about the yes, movies. The I movie that we all movies. saw. The oh. movie we all oh, we all saw that it? Lynn forced us to watch. Uh, well, well you're gonna, it. you're gonna, uh, uh, I'm gonna have to bail on this because um, you didn't watch it. No, I was gonna watch it this morning, but um, uh, a long story that I'm not gonna tell. Um, I had a deadline this morning, and one of my <laughs> just real quick, one of the people I was supposed to interview, his parents were in a horrific car accident. Oh, well, and so well, so that went so dead. so anyway, so my plans changed when today. One one door opens, another one closes. Yes. Because you saved yourself from not watching the horrible oh. Easy Does It. Wow. Jim, I will let you take lead on this, and I will just expound because I saw it. I didn't see it. I watched the first half on on my phone and then the other half on my computer screen. I didn't even. It wasn't even worth putting on my television screen. Well, you know, since it was a Vimeo link, I did watch it on my big screen, and that doesn't help. But uh, <laughs> it, it wants to be what a, like a loosey-goosey 70s you know, on the road, slightly larcenous guys. I'm glad you said that because yeah. up until I read something about it, b- between watching it on the phone and then watching it on my computer, I didn't know it was supposed to take place in the 70s. There are, there are little things that say, oh, I'm going to be with President Carter. And I'm like, well, that's kind of, but it, it, well, it's, it's supposed to take place in the 70s, but they never well, no, established well, well, that well, fact. No, well, no, I don't think so because uh, King George, the character that, uh, well, the character that uh, that uh, uh, Linda, Linda Hamilton Linda plays, Hamilton. she's. I, I mentioned in my review, you know, they put her prominently in the poster. She takes up a good quarter to a third of the movie poster, and, and aside from an early scene film. with with her and the guys in the car and her her hench, hench her woman, daughter, yeah, uh, she's pretty much in this one room with these garish purple walls. And working, a princess phone. And working on a stogie. I thought she was on a cell phone, though. No, she it was a princess phone. Oh, gosh. And she's dressed like uh, Edward G. Robinson from Key Largo for some reason with her cornrows. But, but but with the cornrows from Spring Breakers that uh, James <laughs> Franco, Franco wore. Oh. oh so, my. no, she, it takes place in the 70s. 
Which it does. Uh, oh, that does. That's still no excuse for it. It's just. It wants to a, be a nice, darling little indie with one big star. Yeah, and it's like you're gonna fall in love with these two actors you never heard of because they're just rascals. They're just doing little petty crimes. They're not really hurting anybody. But I just found their their little shtick so repetitive. And uh, then they uh, during their first botched uh, well, it's not a uh, dine and dash; it's like a fill up and flee. I right. Said, the, well, the, the, type of thing. They didn't know what to call it. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they decided to take a hostage, and this is nerdy character called Colin. And I, I mentioned that uh, that he looks to be to have time traveled from an episode of Room 222, a special guest star playing the substitute teacher that just <laughs> just as can't connect with the kids and, and is attracted to Alice Johnson, Karen Valentine, <laughs> which we all were. That's that's making me sound very, very old. It does. <laughs> but, uh, we're uh, back yeah. in 1966. I know, I know. And uh, it's funny. They 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 dump him in the middle of a field after the they're, they're, they get they get away with him using him as a, as a hostage. And then I'm thinking, oh, well, well, I'm kind of glad he's gone. That's a really mm-hmm. obnoxious character I want to spend any more time with. And they turn around and pick well, him then, back up. Then they realize that they need him. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, they're not very smart criminals. Oh, well, they they, they embark on this trip uh, to uh, San Clemente. I, I assume it's yes. from Louisiana somewhere. No, they're in Mississippi. They're in Mississippi. Okay. And because I, I saw Aberdeen, Mississippi, Louisiana. But uh, but yeah yeah they uh, it, it's funny they mentioned San Clemente is their 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 spot where they they think this treasure is no mention of Nixon I was like I'm looking for a Nixon joke for gosh sakes it's like oh yeah what are you boys doing here well, <laughs> and it's also it's also it's like they didn't do their homework oh well you know they they credit uh, two people as the screenwriters one of them being the main con artist guy that's always smoking a joint in this uh, this mm-hmm. film. And I was, I was thinking they had a script because it looked like they were just kind of kind of making it up as they went along. And they kind of had a, a, a sort of idea where things were going. Stuff that they do much better on Curb Your Enthusiasm and shows like that, which they have an outline. And then they can make sure they include a, you know, a couple of little plot points where they can kind of meander around. That and the pretensions uh, of it, the pretentiousness of it got to me. Uh, it starts out with this little tiny screen, so it looks like you're supposedly watching something shot on 8mm. Yeah, and for it's close-ups of the uh, different actors as their characters espousing what their hopes and dreams are what their philosophy is and it's like oh and it, it it happens like three or four times during the movie and it just stops the story dead in its tracks and it's a meandering story and it's anyway. also it's also um it's also all of the characters that are in the movie no matter what time point even if you've not been introduced to them I yet know, yeah. which is which is weird because then after you understand that, then you're like, okay, well, I guess they're going to introduce this character because she's been in all of these things too, and and then you, you're you're smart, so you figure out who it is, and so there is a surprise at the end, which you've already, since you're a human being, have under have understood and figured out before they did it. Oh, and uh, yeah, Carl and I were mentioning before you got here, Lynn, that. Uh, uh, one of the characters, uh, Blue Eyes, who this is the, uh, the the daughter of the uh, the, the crime she's kingpin. She's actually pretty good. Oh, uh, as, a, as a menacer. Yeah, well, she's kind of one yeah, note. Yeah, yeah, one note. She she looks like she's got like a like a bunch of chaw in her uh, underneath her lower lip. So because well, she wanted to be a baseball player. Yeah. Well, she's always listening to uh, the baseball games on the radio, and the play by play guy sounded awfully familiar. And I'm 
I'm sitting there going, oh, that can't be John Goodman. That certainly can't be. It is. It's John Goodman. And later on, they're at a diner listening to the the news, uh, the news report of their their crime spree, and I'm like, oh boy, that really sh- sounds like Harry Shearer, but he wouldn't be involved. Yeah, it's Harry Shearer. <laughs> like, why? Wow, it's they have a- connections. Yeah, why? You know, yeah. And of well, course, Linda uh, Hamilton is the Linda Hamilton, Brian Bat for uh, speaking yes, of Mad Men, uh, Mad Men, Mad Men, and his character is completely ludicrous. It looks like it's a it's a character that. Uh, uh, Patrick Warburton could have played it as sleep, and they give him this huge, monstrous mustache that looks like, you know, uh, Thomas Magnum and Ron uh, Burgundy and Ron Swanson's, you know, were all, mustaches were in an orgy or something. Right. It's just crazy, and he just you know, goes around saying, I'm going to sing the national anthem. I'm going to be so famous. <laughs> I'm for... going to meet President Carter. Oh, brother. And it's just... It is its character does nothing in it, and it's just awful. It's his character comes in uh, as a sort of fake out in this after this long scene of them partying. I guess the thing is that uh, the two guys, I think Scotty and and Jack are their names. Yes. When they kidnap Colin, they're kind of it, kind of liberating him, a la Jeff Daniels and something wild, because they immediately go out to some uh, some. Blake somewhere and get shoot off get, fireworks and get high. And get high, and so you get a little pretentious, arty animation of the fireworks in the sky turning into a silhouette of a woman who's enticing Colin. Right. And I'm like, oh, this is just ridiculous. And the the constant thing when they do their their robberies, Scotty has to put on war paint, and it shows. Well, him, because he's the Apache warrior. He's, that's what he says. Yes, and he's digging or, into. What do they What do they call him in the paper? Oh, something God. stupid. Yeah, yeah. And the other oh, oh, the the Mexican word for fat turkey or something like that. <laughs> and the other one's the uh, the, the star, star spangled bannet. Yeah, it's star, star spangled bannet. And that's but that's because of their car. Yeah, yeah. It is, that is a Mustang. I was trying to. ID it is a Mustang the, from yeah, the seventies. Yeah, and uh, he's he's you know they should want to show him you know scooping up big globs of latex house paint and slapping it on his face and you know after the robbery is over he's all, all you know, clean. clean i'm like he would have had to scrub his face with turpentine forever or and ever and to get that nasty you know st- sticky stuff off that's just ridiculous and uh, i mentioned the ending is all set in the desert and maybe it's supposed to be a, a homage to uh to Russ Meyer. To something good. Super, <laughs> yeah. And Russ Meyer did it much better 50 years ago. And uh, that uh, the, the blue eye character is kind of reduced to uh, a baseball wielding Wiley Coyote because mm-hmm. he always just misses these guys. And it is just, uh, it's 95 minutes and it feels like it's longer than, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and the <laughs> Irishman combined. This is this was my first. I, I mentioned this uh, earlier, and I mentioned this, uh, that I no, posted a review. You've last not said time, it yet. And uh, this is my first zero stars of the year. Well, I just well, we do need those. Uh, where can people find it if they want to see how bad it is? It's going to be on DVD in like a couple weeks. <laughs> Really, really, yeah. I, I assume it's going to be on like a video on demand. It's thing a video right on demand now. comes in, comes out this week, and probably not going to get any drive-in stuff like the IFC. Well, I don't know. It's it's kind of it's kind of drive-in ishy. It just yeah. depends where your drive-in is. Like the programs, like for instance, Skyview is just oh, they're doing, doing Empire Strikes Back again. Oh wow! <laughs> well, they're doing uh, they're doing the retro good movies and then the kid movies. So and but they're also doing a midnight showing of a local film. Oh, the local. I was going to say, last night they had a midnight showing of uh, Night of the Living Dead, I think, didn't they? 
uh, last Thursday they did Rocky Horror, so I haven't. I, haven't I don't been... think I didn't think they could get that again. I think they wanted to get it again, but they couldn't get it again. Uh, the movie that they're showing that is, uh, let's see, what is it called? It is a local film, and I just had it. Why isn't it not? I I didn't check the Facebook page this week. I don't get the alerts. I should probably get the alerts. But it has a local connection, eh? Yeah, there's there is a there is a local film. Well, they might have rented it out, or is it is it one? Well, of Dan I don't Stedman's I don't know. Movies? You you stall, and I will look it up. Is it one of Dan Stedman's? I I don't know. Mm. He makes movies over on the east side. Speak into the microphone, Lynn. He makes movies over on the east side. Well, it has to be better than Easy Does It. That's all. Easy I can Does say. It well, is absolutely horrible. Um, the movie is called. Um, Bump Kiowski and the Ten Commandments. Wow. That is the name of it. It is a local film, and um, I don't know anything about it. Okay, well, we'll have to look it up and maybe talk about it next week because one thing about these video on demand and these release dates, I'm pretty fluid about my reviews these days because Mm -hmm. they're not, it's not like it's going to be open and closed right away. Right, because it's streaming. Right. So, therefore, that's why. Um, The other two movies this week Mm -hmm. are The Painted Bird on video on video on demand from IFC and uh, a documentary called Flannery that is also video on demand and I haven't had an opportunity to watch it my news uh, this my news assignments this week were uh, pretty plentiful so uh, I want to so talk you about watch those. Painted Bird though I yes and Painted Bird was the Czech Republic's entry official selection for the oscar committee last year however it didn't make the cut oh oh i'm sorry before we before we get into the painted bird uh bumpkowski in the ten commandments the director is joshua bovinet it's about a washed up pinball wizard on his path to repair his pinball past Okay. Okay. And oh, you mentioned Empire Strikes Back. I saw that last week it was number one at the box office. And it will yes, probably be we, again. <laughs> yes, we talked about that and last really, week. 40 years. Wild? I know, 40 years ago. So The Painted oh. Bird is one of these prestige movies. It is three hours long. Yeah, it's two hours, 50 minutes. <sighs> it is black and white, but it's gorgeously shot. And let me guess, it's in subtitles too. <laughs> yes. It is, is it really? Even, even Harvey Keitel stuff? Yeah, because really? it's Czech Republic. Hold on a second. But, but he's speaking this has, this has many strikes against it that makes people in the United States want to see this movie. Oh, no, no. People are not going to flock to this, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, it was at the Toronto International Film Festival and the Venice Film Festival, and okay. some people walked out. And they well, walked yeah, after <laughs> two hours and 45 minutes. No, they walked out because of this brutal violence. You see a guy's eyes gouged um, out. Oh, oh. So like there's that. So anyway, um, what I will say good about it is, and first of all, like Ray Hartman last night was like, oh, Eastern Europe, Nazis, and three hours, and it's... Subtitled. Uh, yeah, he goes, yeah, I'm really going to watch that. So... <laughs> oh. <laughs> But okay, he's, so he's, he's this wrong. is a prestige movie. It is. Uh, Are you saying prestige with air quotes? No, it is a prestige movie because it's it's based on Jerzy Kaczynski's novel, The Painted Bird. Okay. And basically, to survive in Nazi Germany, you could not be different. 
And that's the whole point of the title and the movie. You had to conform. Yes. But so this is going on the the end of World War II. Uh, We limp to the, and, and it's, Eastern Europe is pretty ravaged. So it's really depressing. So this poor kid called the boy. Oh, he doesn't have a name. No, 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 no. He uh, is played by newcomer Peter Kotler, who is very good. The poor kid. I mean, what kind? I mean, you immediately have sympathy for a poor kid. His parents give him to a foster mother who immediately dies. (laughs) I know I'm laughing here, but it's so sad. And so he roams the countryside, the villages, the farmhouses, and he finds really horrible people and a lot of cruelty. But there are is... they Nazis or are they not? Well, are... we have Russian soldiers and we have uh, German soldiers. And nobody's and good. Barry Pepper is one of really? the soldiers. Really? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And uh, so there's horrible people and uh, there's really ignorant peasants. And the poor kid is just used and abused, and it's pretty awful. But there are good people, kind people, compassionate people. And so you, you get the yin Every and the yang. Every once in a while. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you have the conflict. But the, the point is the kid struggles to survive. He survives. Spoiler alert. I'm not going to. Well, I'm guessing he's not still alive. Well, okay, he, if he was a young boy, yeah. and he, was, he was born right, in the 1930s. I'm talking about, I'm talking the about three, three hours, hours. Yeah, but after yeah. the after the movie. Okay, so that but it has a good cast. I never heard of this Udo Kerr, but he must be really? a big deal. Yeah, he must be a big deal. And maybe well, and yeah. So I'll tell you in a minute, yeah, yeah. He and so he's very good in it. Harvey Keitel plays a a priest minister person, and uh, Julian Sands, who I always oh, like mm-hmm. in every movie, yeah. is in it, and so is Stellan Skarsgård. Wow! So it has a really good cast, and is beautifully shot. I cannot say um, I forgot to write down the guy, the director writer's name, Vaclav Mor something like that and he's he's a very good director and it like i said it's beautifully shot and it's really well made the point is do you want to sit through two uh, two hours and 50 two minutes two hours you mean of, three hours yeah of this Vaclav Markul right very uh, har- harrowing drama it's the first film to feature the inter-slavic language hmm. oh and udo kerr I should mention, is probably best known for starring in the Andy Warhol-produced 3D horror spoofs from the 70s, uh, Flesh for Frankenstein and Blood for Dracula. And Mark, oh, okay. Mark of the Devil and Salzburg okay. collection. Yeah. Well, Sto- he oh, has- he's in the story of O. Right. He, he was in mm-hmm. something else recently there. I can't uh, I can't recall, but he's, he's, he's yeah. still getting a lot of work. He has a very oh, familiar in, face. Even Cowgirls Get the Blues, Johnny Mnemonic, Barbed Wire. Ooh, that's the... Uh, oh, the, uh, uh, he's been a lot of kinky, quirky things. Mm-hmm. Let's see. End of Days. Um, what else? Yeah, yeah. Very recently he's been in a couple of things. But, oh, he's uh, in Surviving Christmas with Ben Affleck. Oh, yes, yes. Grindhouse. Oh, he was in the reboot of Halloween. Um... Melancholia, he was in that. Oh, okay. Oh, he was in Nymphomaniac. Oh, yeah. Um, don't worry, he won't get far on foot. 
Oh, that was okay. Amazon's movie two yeah, years ago, yeah, which I really yeah. liked. Uh, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix John and Jack Callahan. Black. Uh, yeah, the good. Mountain with uh, was oh gosh, Idris Elba and uh, <laughs> no, no, Kate no, Winslet. No, no, the, the Mountain though with uh, with, with Ty, Ty Sheridan and yeah, Jeff Goldblum, which yeah. was on my worst list last year. That's about the uh, yeah Jeff Goldblum trying to pro- promote a special uh, f- uh, variation of uh, lobotomies. Yeah. And trying oh, to sell that to doctors. Yeah, oh yeah yeah yeah. So yes, you guys have seen him in things. Okay, I have. I just you know the name just didn't strike a bell when I was doing my research for the painting That's okay. Part. And then Flannery O'Connor is an author, and uh, Martha Baker told me it's wonderful. Oh. But I didn't get the link till late, so I have to watch it. I have, I have like four movies to watch this weekend. So, oh, did, um, you say, did you say a, a documentary about Flannery O'Connor or, mm-hmm. a, or a fiction, yeah, it's fiction called, film like, or yeah. like Shirley? No, it's documentary. It's, documentary, it's called right? Flannery. Okay, okay. And uh, there is a movie on HBO, another documentary that I watched and I really enjoyed it. And it's called Showbiz Kids. Showbiz Kids, uh, Alex Winter. Yes, and, it's, oh. and Alex Winter did a terrific job. And not only is he... Uh, uh, you know St. Louis connection, and I did interview him uh, to drop names. Uh, he Jeff Tweedy and his kids did the music. Really? Because didn't oh. Jeff Tweedy he did just did the music for the a long hot a long gone long summer hot, long gone summer. Yeah, yeah. I so guess uh, he's, I guess uh, he's scoring. Uh, I guess Wilco's out on a break right now. Yeah, because yeah, he, he yeah, because his son Spencer, the drummer, and his daughter Sammy, they uh, they also scored it. So the credits are really good because it goes through the Walk of Fame mm-hmm. and it hits all the the famous. Starts with Jackie Cooper and yeah. Shirley oh, okay. Temple uh-huh. and Natalie Wood and Elizabeth Taylor. And that's where my wife said we're not watching another do- documentary, and we turned it off. <laughs> but it's <laughs> really it's like. good. It's it's all these intimate. Conversations with such stars as Maura Wilson, the cute little girl oh, from yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire, right. and Matilda. But you know who's not in it? Alex Winter does not give his. Which he does have a story. He has a story, but he's wanted to tell other stories and not his own. Right, mm-hmm. and it's about the uh, being public figures when you're transitioning from youth to adulthood. So it's got Jada Pinkett Smith, Todd Bridges, Will Wheaton, Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, it has Mila Jovovich mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in it, and uh, it's it's really good. He said because my friend Peter Larson interviewed him about the movie, which is in the L.A. Daily News, Orange County Register, and he told Al, he told uh, Peter that he'd been wanting to do this for a while. But after the Me Too movement came out, he wanted to talk about how vulnerable the kids were because he was a child actor in St. Louis. He did TV commercials and he did stage plays. He was in the Oliver at the Muni with Vincent Price as Fagan. Wow. I probably saw him then. I, I did take that in in high school or in college, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then his, his parents, who were both dancers, his dad founded Madco the dance company and his mom taught at WashU and they moved to New York and he was in 
he was on Broadway in King and I with Yul Brynner, and that's where he was abused. Hmm. And so he uh, talks about that a little bit with my friend Peter in his article. But not in this movie. No, no. He wanted to, he said there was a level of trust with these performers because they knew Alex had been through things. Aha. Uh-huh. And he said a lot of times these young stars, they don't know who to trust in the business. And, uh, you know, it's their story. So it was good. It's dedicated to two very different child stars. One is Cameron Boyce. Cameron Boyce, that's his name. He passed he, away. Yeah, he passed away last year But at he's age a part 20. of this film. And he was a Disney Channel kid. He was in Descendants. And then there's a 101-year-old woman named Diana Sarah Carey, and she played Bigby Peggy in the silent era. Oh, okay. I remember, I remember reading about Baby Peggy back then, yeah. And yeah. she is 101 years old. And she's wow. still alive? No, she died in oh. February. Okay. So, But he gets her on tape, so he dedicated the film to both the deceased stars. Okay. So it's a really good thing. The common thread is that most of these actors even though they have successful careers today they had some sort of breakdown in their early 20s and they had to reassess their lives just because of the craziness of growing up with all the stress of being in an adult field and the financial pressures and well as honey boy shows you know Shia LaBeouf look at him he was the breadwinner for his family and and his parents were cuckoo for cocoa puffs, you know. So Indeed. so anyway, it's very good. It's on HBO right now. You can get it on demand on HBO Max. Mine kept buffering, which was really oh. weird when I was watching it on HBO Max today, and I was like, "Why is this happening? This is a stream, you know, streaming service." So I don't know. But anyway, I highly recommend it. And other than that, we have some TV we never got to last week because yeah. we talked so much about, oh, well, we did talk about Charlie Daniels last week. But I do want to mention uh, the tragic death of Naya Rivera mm-hmm. because last week when we were talking about uh, the sad death of Nick Cordova and uh, Cordero, I'm sorry, why am I screwing these names up? Nick Cordero, last week, she was lost, but she hadn't been found. And her body was found this week. And the whole Glee cast, they were down on the lakefront and holding hands and praying. And and everybody's giving tributes to her all week. Um, She is the third person from Glee to die in their 30s. This is disturbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Monteith uh, had a relapse, yeah. and he died of a heroin overdose. And then Mark Salinger was accused of child pornography, and he killed himself. He had played Puck. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, I heard about yeah. that. Yeah, and then now she accidentally drowned while she was out on a boat uh, with her son. And it's just sad. It's it's just very, 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 very sad. But three people. It's kind of like the Poltergeist movie with all those tragic deaths. Yeah. Of the young folk. Yeah. I don't know. We or just, or don't the know. Conqueror with John Wayne. Everyone dying of cancer since mm-hmm. well, because they shot it yeah. So close well, to that, yeah. yeah, they shot it in New Mexico, where our what was it Arizona? Well, wherever the trials yeah. were for the yeah. nuclear bomb. 
Exactly, exactly. Oh, and you, you're mentioning, you said that you talked about Charlie Daniels last week. I hope you also talked a little bit about Ennio Marconi because that's a, that was a big uh, yes. know, blow to the movie music, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, and uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yes. Yeah, but for me, it's the untouchable score he did in 87. Mm. It's just oh, perfection. It is, it is. And I really, even though I did not like the movie, I liked his score for Hateful Eight, and I think somebody posted the overture, which was really cool. That was one cool thing about that movie was you actually sat through the overture, like in the old days. Right. Indeed, indeed. So that was fun. But, yeah, there's been a lot of very bizarre uh, and non well nick cordero was covid related but not necessarily um you know covid related but has anybody else well we found out today that uh, ruth bader ginsburg had her liver cancer has returned although she has not she's out of the hospital yeah she is she says she's not retiring and uh at least until January of next Well, year. there's 187 days. I looked it up. Oh. So <laughs> there's, yeah. So there's 170, uh, 187 days. Okay, so besides those films, DVD releases, Enter the Fat Dragon. Did anybody see that? I did not. I've never heard of it until you mentioned it. Uh, yeah, it's getting some buzz. There was Capone. Did anybody see that with Tom Hardy? No, I didn't, but I did read something about uh, about its its premiering on the streaming services right. and how the streaming worked for the Trolls movie, but not for Capone, that they barely made back their production costs, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to lose money by not being in the theaters, they said. But I never got to see the film itself. Yeah, they didn't offer it to us either. Kirby Your Enthusiasm Season 10 is now available, and I highly recommend it, especially if you need a laugh. But why would you... Why, are people still buying entire seasons of TV seasons on DVD? I'm... St- yeah. The Simpsons finally finished. They stopped after 20, but they, right. were, they went to number 17, and then they did 20, and then people said, hey, I, I'm not going to buy them anymore, but could you please put out 18 and 19 just so I have the full, complete set instead of skipping those two years? And Fox slash Disney, they did, but they aren't going to make any more because they're all streaming now. Well, yeah. they are They are streaming. You can get them streaming, but they are available to purchase because TV shows apparently are still popular to purchase. So they do make them available, and there's a lot of them. Uh, if you go to the DVDreleases.com, there's mm-hmm. a lot of them. You would be surprised at how many I, shows. I am surprised. Because yeah. you yes. can get every episode of Curse Your, Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO Max. Right, but if uh, you don't have it yeah, and you haven't yeah. seen it, because, oh, my God, do we need Larry. Yeah, yeah well, HBO Max, is. St- I don't think it's available on Roku yet. It is not, yeah. and neither is Peacock. Oh, neither is Peacock because I was going to try to uh, get there. They're saying the Peacock is free, I guess, with ads. It is. No, it it is a three-tiered system. Oh, Pe- okay. Peacock is free with ads, and then there's level two that has ads but less expensive than the premium that does not have ads. Oh. Uh, the two tiers above free, that's when you can watch Seth Meyers and Jimmy Fallon at oh, 8 o'clock yeah. when they record them. After, well, after it's been edited minorly, but but that's not yet because right now they're still doing them at noon <laughs> because <laughs> because that's not what's going on. But you also get another, I want to say, 3,000 hours of content. Like right now, I was looking up because my friend 
was in a TV show and it's on Peacock and I looked it up and he's only in the first two seasons, but it's a 11 season show and they only show, they get you. For free, you can watch the first three seasons, oh. and then if you want to watch three seasons four through ten, eleven, you have to be in premium. Oh, boy. so and uh, one of those, uh, everybody loves Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond is on it's Peacock. On Peacock, yes, really, and old Carol Burnett shows. Oh my gosh! And all of Saturday Night Live, but you don't know if it's the ninety-minute version or the one-hour versions that they've been showing on Saturday nights. Okay. Well, because I was going to go on there and get the the free one, so I could watch uh, that Thirty Rock special from last night that we didn't get to well, see. Well, you Louis. can actually watch that tonight on, on NBC.com. No, no, well, no, no, no. You can. It's going. They're showing it on like all the NBC networks, like uh, oh, well, I don't USA. Ah. Well, then you can watch it on NBC. Yeah, yeah, it's it's at 8 o'clock tonight because I got it set to tape. It's a S, uh, Sci-Fi Channel, Oxygen, Bravo, E, CNBC. All the all the Comcast stations. Yeah, all mm-hmm. at 8 o'clock tonight. They're all showing it. It's the 30 Rock one-time reunion special. Still very mad at Tegna for not showing it. because well, yes, but I, they I can were... understand why. Right. From, from the review that I, I saw today on actually the e-website, which is part of that uh, of course. network, they said that it was... It, it was, was a, a one-hour commercial infomercial for Peacock. Well, it was the up, they if there would have been upfronts this year, this would have been their upfront presentation, and mm-hmm. so they just repurposed it. And the there were only um, the, the ten NBC ONOs played it, and uh, a handful of independents, not the uh, not the big ones, uh, oh. not Tenet, Tegnet in Town, Sinclair. Uh, Cox. I think a lot of them didn't air it. In fact, it was the least rated show of that evening. We watched Holy Moly instead because that's funnier. And Robert <laughs> and Robert was great. Well, I watched Rachel Maddow interview Mary Trump. So, oh, okay, at eight o'clock. Well, last night I was writing my review of Easy Does It, so you get a better time than I right. did. Uh, uh, easy Does It, sorry. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, you were talking about HBO Max. Uh, uh, I'm not getting it on Roku. I saw that there was a way maybe to get it on Hulu, you know, like a free trial, so I signed right. up for that. But it was just the HBO content. It didn't have the new material. Really? didn't have the new Looney Tunes. didn't have the Friends episodes. It was just... Pretty much doesn't almost. Doesn't have Studio Ghibli or yeah. Big Bang Theory. Yeah, it didn't have that. It just it pretty much had about all the HBO content going back almost forty years. Uh, but it, you know, didn't have Dream On, but it did have uh, Arliss and uh, all the episodes oh, of that. Arliss. So so what I did was I watched uh, I watched the two seasons of Barry. Happy nice. I did that. And, yes. And oh, oh, isn't and, Henry Winkler just oh, fantastic? Oh my gosh, so that. wonderful. And uh. The Watchmen, which oh. was fabulous. All nine episodes. Yes, yes. That's so a good cast. That should, if they do do the Emmy Awards, I don't know if they they bumped them or they, whatever. Well, no, well, they are they are going to have. They're planning uh, on yeah, doing it. They're announcing the nominations uh, end of July because oh, I'm getting yeah. all this for your consideration uh, emails because but I'm not a TV voter for the Critics Choice Association. But anyway. Um, the uh, yeah, they're still planning on it because TV is pretty safe in terms of like they stopped production in March, but I don't know what the cutoff was for the shows. Well, yeah, but a lot of seasons didn't get their finales like yeah. they would have, which they could have. Uh, like Modern Family finished, they they were finished, yeah. but a show like Supernatural 
which it's on the CW, so it's not going to get nominated for any <laughs> Emmys. But a show, a, a network show like uh, what was the one? The, well, the, the Blacklist was that the one that did that like, animated. Uh, they did episode? an animated episode to right. finish it off yeah. because the script was like it was half finished, and so they couldn't do it. But would you? I don't know. Well, it's like it's like uh, the thing with the Oscars coming up. Also, I, I remember uh, uh, having a discussion with the, the the other geeks, and I I put forth the idea that the, the, there might not be an Oscars next year, and I said, Oh no, no, that's going to happen. But I'm thinking if they can't get the, the the theaters open by the end of the year, the uh, the major studios won't have a venue to show their stuff, and right, you know, and I a lot of those a lot of those voters won't stream they want to see it in a theater yeah so well they I, want I you to see it in a theater yeah. most so of the i time. think that the studios will say hey you know if we can't have, show stuff in theaters we shouldn't have an oscars this year so i know that they've bumped it two months but i don't know if that's going to be enough so well, well uh, you know what today july 17th is that was supposed to be the day that a lot of the theaters reopened tenant with, with was tenant, gonna, yeah and, yeah, then, and look what's happening and is the russell crowe movie still gonna open i haven't heard a thing about that the last week or so but tenant got bumped to august right yes because i saw that yeah. listed listed on uh, imdb about coming up in august along with the mm-hmm. new mutants yeah <laughs> Well, Which has been bumped for four years. We'll see. Yeah. And and then uh, there's that gallery one that we were supposed to have a screening of. Pete was talking about it. What oh, was the, the Lonely Hearts? Yeah, or yeah. Which we haven't heard anything about. So we're just well, getting. If they're this. not opening in California. They're not going to open here. Well, it's uh, certain. Although I I did notice that the, the gallery I guess were running a couple of the the stuff that's you know, on video on demand. I think the Relic was one of them. Well, yeah, followed. but they're not going to. They're not going to have new product if you can't have theaters open in New York and Los Angeles. So, yeah. actually, well, actually, I watched what was felt like the closest to a summer kind of movie I watched streaming to earlier today before I came over here. I, I watched The Old Guard. I don't know if you covered yes, that last week. Yes, we did. Yeah. So two, that, week, two weeks ago. Two, oh, it's been been on there that uh, long. Well, really? July tenth. Yeah. Oh, oh, I okay. guess, yeah, no, that was a week. Well, we well, saw, yeah. You, yeah, we, we got uh, access to it, but but it was a little complicated. But that sets itself up for a sequel. Oh, sure. Well, I saw that it's based on a comic series, which I've never yes. heard of. But uh, but yeah, I don't know what the guy's a three-time. Well, he it's his own product. He oh, okay. he's a three-time Eisner Award winner. Greg and, Rucka. Yeah, and he also uh, he wrote for mostly DC, but also Marvel. Okay, okay. He did some Wolverine runs. He actually wrote the introduction to Crisis. Oh, okay, okay. But no, that was a very entertaining film, you know, and it, and it would have been great to see in a theater. And he says it's not a superhero film. It would be a very yeah. blockbustery summer edition. Now, Palm Springs. But Spring, you, don't you think it would have run up against Wonder Woman? Or, yeah. Well, certainly, well, sure. Certainly, you know, sure. But then again, Atomic Blonde wasn't as strong as it should have been either. No, yeah. and that was a summer release, and I and could not great. believe. That was, that was so good. Also based on a comic. Right. And, and I could not believe how that did not go, because I interviewed, I, I talked about it on Y98, and I was thought it was the sure thing and it just tanked yeah. uh the uh palm springs opened at sundance yes and got huge buzz and thank you carl for the compliment but i just i thought it was so different and and unique and so it would have opened in theaters and uh this is what happened hulu bought it so this is what we're going to have to face this year there were a ton of things that opened at sundance and now they're being uh, 
you know, gobbled up. They're being gobbled up by the the streaming service. Speaking of which, have either of you seen Greyhound? Yes. You'd have. Okay, you did. Now, uh, you you think that it would have done well at the uh, the theaters? No. I do. No way. Well, maybe not for its audience because I think military It's an older audience. Yeah, it's an older audience and and the older people are not coming out for... uh, And Tom Hanks, just because it's Tom... Tom Hanks is also not... Box office gold all the time. Oh, that's true, Mr. Larry, Larry Crown. Crown. Yes, <laughs> we say Larry Crown in unison. At the same time, <laughs> well, he's only written three films: Greyhound, Larry Crown, and, and that, that thing, thing you, you do, do, which, which is, is one gem. of my all-time favorites. Which he says that he discovered Charlize Theron, even yeah, though he she did. she was in a she was in a movie before that, but Ooh, but yeah, he, but he but said she's she's got it. She yeah. did. Um, in fact, she did intrude him when he got the Cecil B. DeMille right. Award at the Golden Globes. Doesn't it seem so long ago? All these yes. awards. So oh. we shall see. I think I predict the Tonys because they're not even happening this year. Uh, Broadway shut down for the rest of the year. I predict right. that they will just roll over whatever opened. Well, that's not fair. Through March to yeah. the next year. Well, yeah, but you can't have like a Tony Award with like nine shows. It would be uh, West Side Story and <laughs> that's it. Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Okay. Moulin Rouge and West Side Story. And that would have been it. And uh, so, you know, it's just Well, those be... shows will open up again. Right. When the rest of the when the rest of the world opens up again, Moulin Rouge and uh, uh, West Side Story, they will start up again. So have reviewers come back because <laughs> it's been a while. Right. right. Well, speaking of theater, I'm going to go off on a tangent here about local theater. The Muni is going to have this great every Monday night yes. variety well, hour. I, is that, everything that I saw on this is um, – what's the word I'm looking for? The word I'm looking for is a lot. There's there is a lot on the list. That's not all going to be in the first episode, is it? No, 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 oh, no. I okay. think it's going to be just a. It's just going to be an assortment of a lot of clips, and you know, their uh, their like, performers are very loyal to the Muni, and so I, they'll I have understand live... that. But the, if you read the list, I'm like, wow, that would be one great show. But I think it's going to be over the course of several weeks. Sure. Just like the Muni magic, you know. The well, no, but you, but you understood that the first right. night was this, and the first night was this. This just gives a list of like ten really strong things, and I'm hoping that it is spread out a little bit. Oh yeah, and the the Muni has always been good about putting all their clips on YouTube, mm-hmm. and you can find some remarkable things. And then things like you didn't realize people that are now famous were once at the Muni. For instance, June Squibb, right. our favorite uh, old lady character. Who was in Palm Springs. Yes. yes. She well, she played at the Muni when she was young. And Christopher Jackson, George Washington in Hamilton, mm-hmm. or a.k.a. G-dubs. Uh, he's from Cairo, Illinois. Cairo, Illinois. However you say that. The, uh, we the, always said Cairo. Cairo. Yeah. I know, Cairo. And so uh, he was Curtis Jackson in Dreamgirls. And I have a program from the 1970s. Uh, it was a show called Over There. Is about World War II, if you know the title, Over There. Right. And John, well, it was a song. John Travolta. Travolta. John yes. Travolta yes. was in it. So John Travolta was at the Muni. And so it's fun to discover all and that. Bob Hope and Phyllis and, Diller. And, and Cary Grant was a chorus boy at yes. the Muni, for goodness sakes. Yes, and I saw Joel Gray do Cabaret. 
so that's pretty good anyway i am yeah i'm missing all this live theater this year it's kind of sad but oh. they're trying so hard there's a theater group in town i just love them their name is stray dog theater yes they are actually going to present a virtual play it's kenneth lonergan's lobby hero which which uh, chris evans played on broadway i know jim's big captain america fan well yes and uh they have found a way to do these acting pods it's a four character show and they are going to have it july 27th through the 31st it's free you got to sign up tomorrow first come first serve to the first like 750 people and you can watch it then but they will accept donations but they have found a way to do this show and it's very interesting you know that movie man in the glass booth oh sure yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's kind of like that they show. have these little pods they have these little rooms and each actor is in that and then they're going to do it so i'm very excited to see how this goes yeah. Because it's the first virtual show um, that's not necessarily on Zoom or the Zoom <laughs> format. Yeah. But I know some theater groups have been doing Zoom. Yeah. Are you talking about missing the theater experience? And you mentioned Chris Evans, and I just got me back to. I'm I'm just having a withdrawal for being in a summer without a visit to the Marvel movie verse. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing. I just yeah. I mean, there were new episodes of the final you know season of Agents of Shield, but that doesn't cut it. I want to see a big Marvel movie on the big screen so badly. Yes. I was on Lindbergh the other day, and I passed Ronnie's, and I thought of how. For the past 12 years, going to Ronnie's on a summer night, you had the big screen TV showing uh, Cardinals games. Uh, you know, we'd run it, we'd go to the, our seats and we'd talk afterwards. And, uh, you know, it was the, the latest blockbuster, uh, what was coming up, and we'd all see each other. And we're missing that whole summer experience. I remember going in to see The Hangover. Which one? The first one. Okay. When we didn't know anything. I mean, you know, because we're seeing these before they open. So we went, and this was when Marla Stoker still worked at Allied. And I'm walking out with her because I was saying, oh, this is so funny. And she said, the movie that you really want to see that's coming up is 500 Days of Summer. Which I loved. She, yeah, she goes, you have to see that. And then it became one of my all-time favorites. But that's just the thing. You know, we're not we're not gathering and talking about movies and getting our seats at the Esquire. Because the Esquire, we see a lot of other blockbusters. Horrible sound. Too. <laughs> now, the High Point is open, and I passed it the other day, and it was showing the French film... Are, well, it's not. Are they doing the French Film Festival there? No, 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 they're doing The Truth. Oh, okay. I knew they had Cinema Paradiso for a while. Right. So they're doing. So they're doing a a, a, a movie that just opened, and that's uh, uh, Catherine Deneuve. Oh, Julia Julia Binoche and Ethan Hawke. It's from the uh, Japanese director, right. the fellows that did the uh, uh, shoplifters. Right. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that is playing at the high point. And it was nice to see that it had a mar you know, current marquee. And uh, the I'll, French Film Festival. I like the Fox Theater that says, we'll see you soon. I know, <laughs> which I passed too, which said it's only intermission. Right. Hashtag only intermission. Okay, so... The French Film Festival, I'm glad you brought that up, Carl. It is a Cinema St. Louis's annual event. Unfortunately, because of the way 
rights are and older films and streaming services, they are only showing a trio of films. They are showing Olivia. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I just read. And right, then Rider right in the, the Rain, rain which right? our friend Tom Stockman is hosting because it has Charles Bronson in it. Okay. And uh, then there's another movie, and I just totally blanked on it. But there's three movies. You can go to cinemastlouis.org and find out about the India Fr- Song. India Song. And about the French Film Festival. And the St. Louis, Internet, uh, the St. Louis Filmmaker Showcase is still playing through Sunday, July 19th. And uh, Sunday night at 7 p.m., on their Facebook page is going to be the virtual award ceremony. Hmm. Tribune. So, yes. Yeah, so the Dad Eat Dog crew, we are having a uh, Zoom watch party. Yes. We're going to be watching the awards and having a chat about our our successful cinematic 13-minute effort. Yay. Yeah. So you can still purchase tickets for it, FYI, and see a Q&A with my son Charlie and I. Excellent. Yes. So are you watching Unsolved Mysteries? Because my no. son Charlie just did a marathon of it. I am it's not. It's on Netflix. Jim? Nope. Um, uh, I, uh, with everything else, I just don't have time for it. But I hear good things about the Babysitter's Club. Yes, I do too. I hear good things. And I have also heard good things about Unsolved Mysteries, that they don't have the cheesy reenactments. And they do have the theme music, but they don't have a host. Oh. I'm finally getting around to finishing up uh, Space Force. So there oh. you go. Oh, which oh is, I stopped it. Pretty me. disappointing. Oh, yeah, I yeah. know. I stopped it. I would actually watch four. Watchmen before Space Force. Well, I did see Watchmen. <laughs> I did, definitely. I had to stop it at episode four. I think Malkovich from your hometown, Benton, Illinois. That's right. Um, I th- he's think he's about he's the really only good. redeeming yeah. thing in that film, or in oh. that series. Some of those a... characters are just awful, oh. awful people. Yeah. Well, we need to wrap it up. So what's coming up next week? Hmm. <sighs> well, we have uh, Yes, God, Yes, which opens July 24th, which is by the, the, uh, pers- the filmmaker behind Obvious Child. Ah, so and don't wait next week is next week the movie that i watched which was no, uh, she dies tomorrow was that on the that, 31st that's 31st okay but there is a thriller next next friday right yes which what? i've seen which is what the rental yes the rental that is the, ifc the okay. uh, directorial debut of dave franco that's right i did ask for that she and has his not beautiful that bride is is in it also so really yes Allison Brie. Well, mm, I love so her. Uh, yes, yes, God, yes, it's going to be edgy because it's about Catholic schoolgirl, uh, just really confused about sexuality. Well, of course, and it's the young lady from Stranger Things, I believe, the teenage. Millie Bobby woman. Brown. Oh no, the other one. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the, the, the oh gosh, the the, the lesbian. Oh no no not her no, no. no oh the red haired one yeah yeah well the one that was involved Max. with the, the 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 two guys were fighting over Max the, the, yeah Max yes this older sister of one of the uh, yes. kids or the boys so we'll have that July twenty fourth and there is also and the rental the and rental? Uh, and then everything we didn't talk about this week where's, where's my copy of the rental they were supposed to send me yeah, I think I, I think you need to contact Danielle, Danielle. and say yeah. I am not getting it because I get them and you know we are not allowed to share right. Yeah, yeah, because I got have that your around name the, right there in the middle. Right, because oh, I got that around so... the same time I got the uh, the trip to Greece. 
Yeah, so I've, and I've seen I, a few weeks ago. I got, I got all the July all at once because I asked for them once, and she said, no, just remember these to. These are for you. No, just to wait till the due date. Right. To the release date. But I highly recommend uh, Relic. I talked about it last week, Jim. I don't know if you saw it, but it's good. It's very creepy. That's what I hear. Yeah. And I want to make a quick recommendation of a film that uh, dropped about a week or so ago called Sometimes Always. uh, Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes Always Never. Well, it's, it's, that was out. Several months no, ago, you're, but you're talking. You're thinking about the Woman's Choice uh, film. Oh, and this is this is a one. this is a, a family comedy with starring Bill Nighy. Wow. Okay. So yeah, it's if awfully you, familiar. If you if you, uh, if you mix those two, uh... <laughs> yeah, because I was mentioning to Lynn that the uh, the 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 former film, the older film, has like four options in the title, and this just has three. three. Okay. And sometimes, always, never is it refers to a, a man's uh, suit coat about the buttons at the Button. front. Sometimes button the top one, always bottle button the middle one, and never bu- you know never button, button the, the top one. The never button the top. I never bottom. Uh, never do the bottom one. I, I don't. I, oh no, that's sometimes the top. Always the middle, never the bottom. That's right. That's right. And it's it's a very entertaining sort of a, a dramedy about a, a, a family in England. So and if you're a fan of Bill Nighy, it's a must-see. So. I am a fan of his. He's terrific. About Time. Yeah, you have to look that one up. Mm-hmm. I think it's on Netflix or Amazon, About Time, and have a box of Kleenex at the ready. Yeah. And Domino Gleason's in it. They canceled Run on HBO, but I'm not surprised. It just didn't mm-hmm. have that. Oh, I should mention that Ginny Goddard is in uh, all, Sometimes, Always, Never, Also. Really? Yes. So, but well, yeah, yeah, I heard they did cancel Run. Then. Yeah, it's yeah. too bad. Jim, well, where can they yes, find you on uh, socials and, and everywhere? And thanks for coming. Oh, you bet. Thank you. I uh, I am uh, still uh, one of the movie geeks at WeAreMovieGeeks.com. Yeah, you, you bet. And you can find me at underscore Carl the Intern on Instagram and the Twitters. And you can hear me on the Intercom family of radio stations. In fact, I'm leaving right now to go do the St. Louis Cardinal baseball game. Yay! Play ball! Uh, I am Lynn Venhouse, and I am on all the socials. And I can be heard with KTR with Ray Hartman on KTRS every Thursday at 10:30. And I apologize for not uh, uh, talking about how much more sex was in Palm Springs. <laughs> no, it's not. Sad. It's it's the language is very very. I, I know why they put it on Hulu and not on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yes, yes, I thought you were going to apologize for saying Johnny Quest was on well, uh, I did Disney Plus. Oh, good. I, <laughs> I apologize. It's on HBO last Max. Week. Yeah, I, and I, I made this whole thing, and Ray is like, "I'm so glad you cleared that up." Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, um, I did, and I talked about Simpsons, and I am in Webster Kirkwood Times Online, thetimesnewspapers.com, and I have my own website, poplifestl.com. And uh, yeah, go cards. Thank you, everybody. Bye. See ya.